Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It is a Flyers Daily episode for March 17th, Thursday, St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. Um, and tonight, obviously, a very big night for the Flyers. It is the night in which Claude Giroux, the longest tenured athlete in Philadelphia, will play his 1,000th NHL game, all for the same team. And you never know, it could be his last game. We don't know. But a big celebration tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Ceremony before puck drop tonight. So if you're going down to the game, make sure you're in and settle in your seat prior to 7 o'clock. And the uh, ceremony will get underway right around that time. Claude Giroux, like I said, 14 years, 999 games in the National Hockey League. And even 900 points. He made his NHL debut all the way back in 2008. He got two games in in the 07-08 season. He played on the 19th of February in Ottawa. That's where he made his NHL debut. The Flyers actually lost that game in a shootout. Also played uh, again in February two days later against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, that was a loss. And then, then the next season started out in the AHL, and it was pretty apparent by what he was getting done in the AHL that he was ready for the NHL. 33 games played with the Phantoms in 08-09. 17 goals, 17 assists, 34 points. So more than a point-per-game player in his first taste of professional hockey. In his last year in junior, playing for the uh, Gatineau Olympique in the Quebec Major Junior League, 55 games played, 38 goals, 68 assists, and 106 points. So he gets back, uh, gets the call up to the Flyers in uh, 08 09 in December. He ends up playing 42 games that year. Nets nine goals, 18 assists, and 27 points. Claude Giroux gets his first NHL point back on December 30th, 2008. It was an assist on a goal by Jeff Carter against the Vancouver Canucks. That's his fifth NHL game. His 10th NHL game, he picks up his first goal, January 27th, 2009. It's a 3-2 game against Florida, and uh, he picks up uh, a goal in that one. That's his first one. Then his first three-point game comes not that far after, a couple weeks after. On February 15th, 2009, against the Rangers, he's got a goal and two assists for his first three-point NHL game. Claude Drew was taken all the way back in the 2006 NHL entry draft. And if you were redrafted in this first round, he'd be right up there. Now, there's a guy in the third round that would be taken pretty high up in the first round as well, and that would be Brad Marchand, who was taken 71st overall. Uh, but Claude Giroux taken 22nd overall out of the Gatineau Olympique. And uh, there's about six or seven players that were taken in this first round that have gotten two or will likely get to 1,000 games. Jordan Stahl, who was drafted by the Penguins, is over 1,000. Jonathan Taves, still playing with the Blackhawks, is seven games shy. Backstrom's over 1,000. Phil Kessel has 1,182 games. You look at uh, a guy like Derek Broussard, has a chance. He's at 933, uh, but he's coming, obviously, closer to the end. And already played 1,000 uh, with Ottawa is Nick Foligno, He's at 1,000 on the nose, and Drew will be there on the nose coming up tomorrow night. So the Flyers and the Nashville Predators and what it'll be, a big celebration uh, for the first 14 years and 1,000 games of his NHL career for Claude Giroux. Where it goes from here, we're seeing some things move around in the NHL now, some player trades happening, and Ben Sherratt to Florida, and we'll see how that impacts. Some teams are making trades and shedding money. We'll see how that impacts. A team like Colorado did that with Yost. So there's a lot a lot of balls in the air right now. Just 
be careful not to get bitten by the fake Twitter account. Make sure it's verified. Make sure it's legit. Uh, just so you don't fall for one of those uh, people who decide to make fake Twitter accounts and put out fake trades and fake uh, things in, in sports and news and all that stuff. So obviously tomorrow we'll have a full recap of Claude Giroux's 1,000th NHL game. But in this episode, we've got a couple of guests. Uh, yesterday we heard from Scott Lawton and James Van Riemsdyk and Mike Yo from the Flyers practice facility on Giroux this season and much more. And in this episode, we have two different interviews, two separate, uh, none with two people. Uh, we're going to hear from second, Joel Farabee, who I had a chance to catch up with on Tuesday at the Flyers practice facility. And then yesterday, I had a chance to catch up with Flyers center, Sean Couturier. Get to talk about his surgery, what he went through, where he's at now health-wise, and how that affects his offseason into next season. And plus, uh, reflecting on Claude Giroux's career all the years he's played with him as well. So here's my conversation with Flyers forward Sean Couturier. Uh, joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily, we haven't gotten a chance to see him on the ice, unfortunately, but we see him now, and uh, he's going to be there for Claude Giroux's 1,000th game. It is Flyers center Sean Couturier. Coots, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing well. How's it been uh, post-surgery for you? I know that you know getting surgery is one of those things you always try and avoid, uh, but how's it been kind of uh, since you had the procedure done? Uh, it's been good. Um, it's been almost five weeks now since and uh, definitely feel better. Um, yeah, just uh, trying to avoid it, trying uh, as much as I could to uh, get away from, from, from the pain I was having, but uh, it was it was persistent and, uh, you know, doing the surgery was probably the best thing to, uh, you know, to help me uh, down the road and, and, and feel better. And it definitely, uh, you know, relieved a lot of uh, that pain that I was dealing with. Was it a specific incident that you can recall that that led to the injury, or is this one of those things that was accumulative? I think it was accumulative. Um, it was like kind of wear and tear, and you know, the, I want to say the, you know, prior to the last game I played, probably the, you know the three four weeks before, I was dealing with some uh, some sore backness, tightness. Um, you know, I've I've kind of dealt with that before, but uh, like I said, it was persistent, wasn't going away, and. Uh, usually it, you know, it lasts a couple of days and you kind of feel better, but, uh, this time it just wasn't going away and came to the point where, uh, you know, I couldn't, uh, couldn't really manage anymore, uh, sleeping at night and, and, uh, you know, just sitting, uh, sitting in my locker and, and, and stuff like that. So I was, uh, it was time to, you know, take a break and try to try to heal. And, um, yeah, now I'm, 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 I'm feeling much better for sure. Yeah, with your back, there can be so much discomfort. And when you can't get sleep, that's just, that's a miserable experience to deal with. What's the road ahead look like? When, What's the uh, kind of schedule for rehabbing everything? I know you probably already started that and strengthening. Uh, what's it look like uh, for, for from going forward from now? Uh, not sure. I'm really trying to take it uh, week by week. Um, you know, it's been five weeks. I'm I'm feeling a lot better. I'm hoping by, you know, maybe, you know, two weeks from now I can, I can start skating again and, and slowly, you know, um, build back my, uh, my strength and, and everything. And, uh, doctors don't seem to worry. So, um, it's, it's, it's looking good. So put you on schedule for kind of your, your normal off season, you know, ramp up to training camp and all that. Yeah. Probably even have a bigger, uh, off season to be honest, because, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, uh, like since I've been ruled out for the year, uh, you know, I can kind of get right into my, uh, my summer training uh, as soon as I can. I've, I've already, it's already been almost through three months that I'm, I'm not doing much. So, 
really anxious to get going again and, and just, uh, you know, finding my, uh, my ways back. When, how's your training changed as you've kind of been in the league longer? Guys tend to train smarter a lot of times as they age up and, you know, been in the league longer, realize the things they need, what they feel better, having more strength or explosion or whatever it might be. How's that changed for you over your career? Yeah, it's definitely changed since, uh, since the, the, the time I came in, uh, at, at first the the games changed also so much since, uh, when I first came in, you know, there's still, uh, big, big, strong guys, you know, it was, it was all about trying to get bigger and stronger and, and, you know, to compete with those guys. And it feels as the years went on, uh, you know, the game's gotten a lot, a lot faster, more speed into, uh, into everything. So it kind of, my, my training off season kind of, you know, adapts with the way that the, the league's going and um, it's no different. I'm, you know, I've been, I was lifting probably a lot more when I was younger and now it's more about, uh, you know, trying to get that speed and, and uh, explosiveness uh, in the off season to, to, to help my game uh, during the season. How frustrating has it been for you to kind of, you haven't been, like you said, you've been on the ice and, and been able to play for a pretty long period of time now to kind of watch what's going on with the team and not be able to jump out there and help is, I know that's a, that's a pretty hard thing to deal with. How's that been for you? Yeah, it sucks. Um, I mean, it's, you, you want to be out there so bad um, to help your, your teammates and, and the team and uh, not being able to do that is, is definitely tough. Um, you know, especially, especially mentally, um, you know, you kind of, you're kind of away from, from the group for, for, uh, for long periods of times when, when the guys go on the road, you're kind of on your own and, and doing your own stuff, rehabbing and uh, definitely miss uh, the camaraderie with, with my teammates and, and uh going out there in battle uh that's that's what you know that's what i do that's what i love doing and um yeah it's 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 tough to to watch yeah it's no doubt um one of the big things obviously right now sean is leading up to the deadline which is coming up on monday and a teammate of yours has you know obviously been in the news not just locally but he's kind of the prize of the free agent uh, trade deadline and that's claude Giroux. First of all, you know, he mentioned something in his press conference the other night after the Montreal game that, you know, he needs to sit down with Chuck and talk about, you know, the immediate future and long-term plan. And I kind of thought back to when you ended last season with the ability to sign an extension this offseason, and then eventually you did. Uh, Was it part of what you heard from Chuck Fletcher about the long-term plan that kind of made you say, okay, I'm ready to sign this long-term? Because ultimately you want to win. Yeah, I want to win and and you know last year if take away all the injuries we've, we've dealt with and and i was looking at our lineup and stuff uh you know i could uh could see ourselves as 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 a contender team for the next couple of years obviously this year i think was uh was a step back with everything we've dealt with but um yeah i mean uh for 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 g uh i don't know that's that's none of my business and that's what what he's dealing with chuck and the organization but uh for me, it was, uh, it was about just, you know, finding uh, security and, and uh, being part of a good organization and a good team for, for uh, a long period of time. And, you know, knowing that my, my family and, and, you know, everyone's, you know, familiar with the area and, you know, we kind of got used to being here and it, we, we, uh, we call this, you know, it's, it's our home. We feel like home here. So um, we were excited to, we're, we're excited to be here for, for, for a long time, for sure. You know, I think fans, sometimes they look at it, Coots, and they say, well, I mean, 
athletes are mercenaries. They can go anywhere and just go. You want to win, but it's not that simple. Like you've grown up here like Claude did. Now you have a family, you have kids, the whole thing. It's not just as simple as saying, Hey, I'm just going to go play for someone else to go play for a cup. Cause Claude seems a little bit conflicted in how he's, what he's supposed to do here, what the answer is for him. Yeah. I, I don't know. Only, only, only he knows what's best for, for, for him and his family and his, his goals. Um, like I said, it's uh, it's 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 a tough situation I think for him and for everyone uh, around here. Um, just knowing everything he's done for the organization and and uh, what he means to the Flyers. So, um, like I said, it's it's too bad that we uh, we we didn't play to the level we uh, we we were supposed to this year, and we we we've kind of put ourselves in in that situation and put him into that situation. Because we're supposed to be, you know, really, really a top team. If if you look at the the, the predictions and and the lineup we had, but uh, you know, some 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 things we we don't always control with with injuries and and adversity and different kind of things that uh, you know for for whatever reason uh, didn't go our way. And now we got to deal with this uh, this tough situation, I guess. What has it been? What is you know Claude's presence with the team? meant to you as a as a player and as a professional athlete because you know you get here and you've played here a while with them now and you guys have been on lines together and penalty kills and power plays and spent a lot of time on the road uh both can speak french canadian what does his presence mean meant to sean couturier yeah he's uh he's a guy that you know probably had the the most impact on on the way my career went and you know I, when i first came in uh he was he was really in the the you know beginning the his prime of his career, I think his first, my first year, he got like 90 some points and, you know, was uh, uh, MVP contenders. Lavi calls him, you know, one of the best players in, in the league. And, you know, at the time he, he was, you know, pretty right or de- depending on who you ask. But uh, so I, I saw him really, you know, um, right from the beginning, uh, how good of a player he was and how, how he impacted his teammates and, and the organization. And for so many years, uh, you know, to, to see his, uh, his dedication and his determination to, to want to win and, and be the best. And that's what I think made, made him, uh, you know, so good for so long. And, um, it's, it just pushes everyone around, around him to, you know, kind of, uh, level, you know, bring their game to another level and, and, you know, follow him. He's, uh, you know, it was no different for me. And, you know, I learned a lot from him uh, throughout the years. And like I said, he, uh, you know, after a couple of years, got the chance to to play on on a line with him, and never since uh, been pretty consistently on on the same line, and had a lot of success, and definitely uh, helped uh, grow my game offensively for sure. With him, you know, he's getting to a thousand games. You've played a lot of games in this league now. That thousand games is is significant because it's not easy when you get into the league. You're look just looking to stay and fit and have a career, but to get to a thousand games, like he's at nine ninety nine prior to the game against Nashville. And 900 points. I mean, you, you don't dream of that element as a kid, do you? <laughs> no, and, and especially, you know, with the same organization, you don't really see that much these days uh, anymore yeah. with, you know, with the cap and everything going on. Um, so, you know, it's it's impressive. It, you know, credit to him for, for uh, you know, staying healthy. And, and that's the thing, too. He's, you know, he's he battles so hard and, you know, to be able to stay healthy and, and play for, uh, for so long and, and not really miss much time. It's, uh, it's impressive. And it just shows you the, the way he, uh, t- 
takes the game seriously and prepares himself to uh, to be uh, to be the player he is. Is there anything about Claude off the ice that that people don't know that that, that you think is funny or anything like that? Does he have any idiosyncrasies to, to his personality other than that? No matter when you compete in any form, that he's going to want to win. Um. <laughs> uh... I don't know. Uh, we know he likes grilled cheese. I li- yeah, I, I like to joke around where, like, he, you know, he, he says he's he's French, he's French Canadian, but you know, his his French is pretty awful, also. So, is it really? Uh, yeah, it's it's different than uh, than than you know where where I'm from, from from Quebec and and New Brunswick, I guess. Uh, those those French Ontario, they 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 speak with uh, quite an, an accent, an English. It feels like their their first language is English, and they. they it it comes out weird sometimes where we actually kind of sometimes speak in English just to to understand each other better. So, um, but I mean, he's definitely you know he is French, but I like to joke around and you know mess with them about about his uh, his accent. So he's got he's like diet French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I would have never. See, I don't know if he has sloppy French or not, or what the deal is. But that's pretty funny. Um, Coots, best of luck with the recovery, man. I know everybody wants to see you back at full strength and and ready to go next year and and really get back into the mix again because this team misses you and the fans miss you for sure. So have a great off season. Really appreciate the time. Enjoy the ceremonies uh, with Claude uh, for his thousandth game. And thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks. I'll be back soon. Great to catch up with Sean Couturier, and I really like the part where he's talking about his ability to train and get ready for next season and that he will actually have more time to be able to get ready for next season. So the surgery not impacting his timetable and maybe in some ways actually helping it. So great to talk to Sean Couturier. Let's go to Joel Farabee right now. I had a chance to catch up with him Tuesday to talk about Claude Giroux playing with Giroux uh, this season and much more. Here's the Flyers winger. Joel Farabee. Joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily is Flyers winger number 86, Joel Farabee. Joel, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. How's uh, how's the body feel after coming back? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, shoulder feels really good. And, um, you know, obviously I took a few games, you know, get the timing and, and conditioning back. But, yeah, since then, feel pretty pretty good. Where did you catch that one late in, in the game against Montreal? Um, yeah, it was actually my quad. I just kind of a Charlie horse, uh, nothing, nothing really serious, just kind of in the moment. Uh, you know, obviously it doesn't feel too good, but it's just kind of a stinger. Uh, how's it been? You know, you guys are having a rough season. It's been tough. How are you kind of handling it from a mental standpoint to, to go out and try and focus on what's next and not let what's happened kind of affect you? Yeah, for sure. Just like you said, I mean, uh, nobody wants to be in a position where you're, you know, you're not in the playoffs or anything like that. So that, that definitely does suck. But, um, you know, you just got to keep focusing on, you know, what you can control and, and you know, what you, what you can do each day and try and get better. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, we just keep getting better and, you know, hopefully uh, things will change around here. How much of it, you know, you're a young player in this league. You haven't been through a lot of trade deadlines where you have some significant names. I mean, your captain is the big name on the market and it's talked about repeatedly. Do you guys, as players, try and tune that out? Do you attack it head on? How do you deal with it? Yeah, I, I mean, you see the stuff on Twitter or social media or whatever, so I think everyone's pretty aware of it, but... Um, you know, you just got to, everyone's got a job to do when they're at the rink. So I think, you know, it's not really something we really focus on. Whatever happens, happens. And, you know, what, what you can do is just, you know, come into work and, uh, you know, put the time in and, you know, just do what you can do. As you look at his career, I mean, 999 games, you've played with him, with the Flyers for your entire career, and you're still young in this league. But 
can you imagine a thousand games and 900 points to boot? Just how impressive is that from a from a young player standpoint? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like you said, it's it's pretty incredible what he's done uh, for the city, and you know, um, to to play that that many games for for one team is is really remarkable. And I'm really excited for the you know the game the game against Nashville. I, the ceremony should be pretty cool and, and all that stuff. But uh, just what a great guy, great player. Um, you know, someone I've always looked up to since uh, my my first game here. So. Um, you know, I'm really happy for him, and you know, whatever happens here at the deadline, uh, I know he's probably going to join a, a really good team, and he's going to be a, you know, a great player. When you look at you know, knowing him on and off the ice, what's the, the attribute that you look at and go, in my time playing with him, that's what I want to take and add to my repertoire, whether it's preparation, competitiveness, will to win, skills, anything like that. What's the one thing that sticks out to you? Um, yeah, probably two things. I think just his competitiveness and, um, you know, even when, uh, you know, stuff's going the wrong way or stuff isn't, isn't working the way we want, you just to his calmness under pressure and things like that. I think, you know, big games and stuff like that, he's, he's, he's as cool as can be. So um, definitely someone I admire and, you know, I, um, you know just what a player. I mean, there's not enough words you can say of, you know, the great things he's done. So um, just to even know him and have played with him is, is an honor for me. What is the difference in playing with a player with that skill set that he has, the hockey IQ vision, the ability to get you the puck in the offensive zone? Um, really, any occasion maybe where most guys can't get it to you. Yeah, for sure. I think just when you play with him, it, it frees up a lot of guys to play loose and, and play with confidence just because – how good he is at controlling the puck and, and you know slowing the game down and making plays. It, it, he really makes you know everyone on the ice with him a, a lot better. Uh, last thing for you, you know, playing with a guy like that, um, and he's the leader of this team since you've been here. He's been the captain the entire time. Was there anything he said or or you know early when you first came up that really helped you feel comfortable? or any tips in, in you know the way you play or anything like that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think maybe in my first year, um, you know, just. Uh, pretty hard on myself at, at certain points in the year and just you know him to come talk to me after a game that you know I, I didn't play well in or, or just a you know just little things that you would say I think are is why he's such a good captain um you know I, I think uh, at times where you're, <clears throat> you know teammates aren't, aren't feeling great he's always the first guy to be there for somebody and you know pick them up so I think um you know like I said what, what a player and what a person so uh, really happy to see all the su success for him. And yeah, knowing he has your back, I think is just the big thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Joel, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, good luck in the game against Nashville. We appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Thanks to Joel Farabee for taking the time and uh, discussing Giroux's career much more with us uh, this past Tuesday. Full recap of a big night at Wells Fargo Center tonight. Claude Giroux's 1,000th game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. So if you're going down to the game tonight, stop by the East Food Hall behind sections 115, 116. That's where Brian Smith and I will be doing pregame, intermission, and postgame duties. And yes, there is a bar there, so you can have a drink. Uh, and make sure you stop by and say hello. And if you're going to the game tonight, enjoy it. If you're not going, watch it on TV and enjoy it. Big game for Claude Giroux, 1,000 as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers and his NHL career. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, a safe St. Patrick's Day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. Whoa.